Hey my friends, it's Devin. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Devin. I'm a psychiatrist and a regular family guy. So the whole point of this podcast is really to try to systematize the practice of empathy. And um, it's a work in progress. And uh, I, my, my hope is that it helps you and your loved ones uh, to pick up and learn some mental models that assist you as you navigate the complexities of life. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about depression, some caveats. It's not medical advice. It's just information for education and entertainment purposes. I'm not your psychiatrist or your doctor. So always talk to your own doctor or psychiatrist for advice. There's some trigger warnings. I'm going to be obviously talking about depression. And if you need help, please contact your local mental health crisis team. All right. So without further ado, uh, well, I'll see you very soon. We'll talk about depression. Hey, what's up my friends? It's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist and the host of the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Again, well, who else is going to host the Huddle Wisdom Podcast? It's me. It's me. It's Devin. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, depression. And a shout out to all my patients out there. Yeah, I learned so much from you. Okay, so there's many definitions for depression. Today, my, my goal is to share my perspectives to help people make sense of what it is, how to approach it. Some of the stuff that I'll share with you today will help you help someone else who's in the midst of uh, a depressive phase or episode, a difficult season in their life. Perhaps <clears throat> you might take some do's and don'ts. Depression is so much more than just sadness depression is not sadness i want you to imagine a boat sitting on top of a body of water Uh, from a distance it looks serene looks calm it's in equilibrium you zoom in a bit closer and you start to see holes in the hull and you zoom in a bit more and you can see someone inside the boat bailing water like crazy and the boat is just staying afloat and sometimes the person in the boat who's bailing water gets tired and the boat sinks a little bit and then the person gets a new injection of energy and they start bailing water like crazy again and the boat finds its equilibrium now add some headwinds to the image the 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 boat starting to, to 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 rock and it's starting to sway you add in some waves and some swell and now we're starting to get a bit dicey You have to keep bailing faster and faster and faster in order to find some equilibrium so you don't sink. And then it starts raining and it's getting cold. And the person that's bailing water is, uh, you know, shirtless. And the person's starting to slow down. They're starting to feel the effects of the cold. They seem all alone. But why don't they call for help? You know, there's a flare gun right next to them. But they don't have the energy or the time to stop, pick up the flare gun and fire it off. Because if they stop, 
It means they have to stop bailing water, which could be disastrous. And so they just keep bailing water until the inevitable end. Uh, respite never comes. Desperation sinks in, hopelessness sinks in, and the boat starts to sink. You can get the picture now. This is the picture that I think about when I meet someone who's struggling with depression. It's not something that you can just snap out of. It's physically exhausting. How do we help? First, we need to recognize and appreciate the terror, the loneliness of the situation. For, for those people who've not been through depression, it can be difficult to, to understand. People seem like they have it together, but you know, people wear masks, people cover things up because sometimes the world doesn't take kindly to what it perceives to be weakness. If you've never been through depression, think about this picture that I've painted for you. That might give you some sense of what it might feel like to be the person in the boat. Next, you have to gauge whether you have built up enough trust with the person in the boat before they're going to invite you into the boat to help them. And when in you're in a state of desperation, it's very easy for people to jump to conclusions and it's very easy for people to see threat where they might not be threat. So, you know, sometimes you see a fin in the water and you think it's a shark, but it's actually a friendly dolphin that's come to help you. You need to communicate in a way with the person in the boat that gives them confidence that you are someone that they can trust. So how you do that is through empathic connection, which is, which is something that I've talked about a lot. If you can't get into the boat, there are still other things that you could do to ease that person's pain. If you have any influence at all, you can lighten the load. If you're one of the weather gods in the person's life, do everything that you can to affect the climate and the weather so that the person in the boat can find the equilibrium and sail to safer shores. Also, you can help them plug the holes in the boat so they're not needing to bail water uh, so frantically. So how do you do that? Well, in clinical forms of depression, it tends to be characterized by low energy, fatigue, and cognitive impairment. Medication can be a great help. If you see a doctor, a psychiatrist, Talk to them, ask them about dopaminergic, noradrenergic type drugs for melancholia. SSRIs, in my opinion, aren't always the most effective for melancholic depression. They have their place, especially if, in my opinion, SSRIs tend to be better for anxiety that might drive depression. Now, the person in the boat is still going to need someone in the boat to help them bail water or they might need someone to supply support to keep the sailor going while the holes are being plugged up. You also need a radio in the boat to communicate with the weather gods. Uh, you know, you, like I said before, you could be a weather god, a school administrator, an employer. Maybe it's in your power to turn down the, uh, the intensity of, of the winds that the person is having to sail through. Maybe it's in your power to uh, reduce the, the rainfall. How much, of course, you dial, dial it down depends on what the sailor can handle. So you need to communicate with the sailor so you can adjust um, the climate to suit their needs. But again, the sailor needs to trust that 
the person on the other end of the radio is going to help them. It's so frustrating when you can't help someone, when you know they need help and you're not accepting it. One of the key factors is you need to break through that barrier of trust. Sometimes because you may not have the skill to get in the boat, like I said before, or you may not have the skill to control the weather, but maybe you can be that source of moral support to encourage the person to grab the flare gun, just to give them some breathing room, just to give them just a smidgen of hope that that flare gun, if they fly it, fire it off, is gonna get them the help that they need. But again, they need to trust you before they'll accept that they can stop bailing water and reach out for the flare gun and not sink. Depression saps us of energy. You know, we, we need energy in order to maintain the alarm system in our brains, to keep it in check. Sometimes that alarm system gets triggered when it senses danger is afoot. And our body responds in a physiological way, you know, there's tension, there's stress, uh, these, these flight or fight or freeze responses. If you don't have the energy to spare, that alarm system is going to continually rob you of energy. Energy that you need to bail the boat out. So it's like a two-edged sword. Sometimes the alarm system in our brains, which is inbuilt, and it tries to be helpful right by looking out for threat but sometimes when you're depressed while it's trying to be helpful it also robs you of the energy that you need to bail water you're spiraling further and further and deeper and deeper into more depressive states like i said before normally we might have the energy to recalibrate the alarm system to kind of tell the alarm system that hey thank you very much for sounding the, uh, the alarm you know we thought that what we saw in the corner of our eye was a shark but actually it was a dolphin but if you don't have the energy you're not going to be able to think rationally out the corner of your eye oh my gosh that's a shark but actually okay it's a dolphin but your brain doesn't have the energy to control the alarm system so it's thinking oh my gosh it's a shark and so it keeps firing off and it keeps sapping your brain of energy and people feel more and more drained of energy that's how i understand how depression works so just to recap the first thing that you need to know if you're wanting to help someone who's depressed is make sure that you build trust with the person you're trying to help and you have to use empathic skill which i've talked about a lot because trust is the conduit for connection it then allows uh, you to invite the person to accept you into the boat two if you can change the weather if you have the power to do that please do that if you can help someone fix the boat plug some holes in the hull please do that if you can jump into the boat to help the person bail water do that if you can jump into the boat to give the person hope that there's a flare gun they can use to get help to fix the hull change the weather do that okay my friends uh, that's enough for from me this week i have a course called the practice of empathic discipline where i do my best to systematize the uh, the art of empathy as it applies to helping children manage their emotions, make better decisions, and learn how to strengthen uh, meaningful relationships in their lives so that they can be successful in whatever they do. So jump on the website, howtowisdom.com forward slash practice. Check out the course. There's also the blog, which you can check out. I'm sure it will help you out. I'm so grateful to you, my friends, for listening and hanging out with me. Have a great week. See you next week. See ya. Bye.